We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's After Dark. Danny Brang here. Obviously, no Brandon Sprague again. He is long in bed. But I bet you he feels uh, pretty terrible right about now because I'm pretty sure he took the Nuggets to win, but I think he hedged and took the Blazers at halftime. I probably shouldn't have said that. He maybe have told me that in confidence. Who cares? The Blazers are 4-0, and and nobody saw this coming. If you tell me you saw this coming, I'm going to call you a liar. But hey. <sighs> good times. I was like, you, I can't believe you're doing this. It's this late. Da, da, da. Guys, I covered last year. <laughs> last year sucked. Last year was no fun. Last year was miserable. Who on earth wants to do that again? And, I mean, ugh, no thank you. I I don't. I can tell you that right now. I, I I do not want to do that. Let me go and blow that up. Tonight was fun, man. Fun. Moda was jumping. I mean, it was roaring tonight. That place was going to, I mean, blow up. Absolutely nuts. It was It was a fantastic game. Beginning to end, let's kind of run through it all real quick. Uh, Blazers come out sluggish, as you kind of expect. If, I think if, if you asked a person to a man, most people didn't think the Blazers were going to win this game just because it was it was a very typical game for a team on a back-to-back and another team not on a back-to-back. It was kind of chilling in the city, right? That's kind of what you expect – to happen is that, right? Uh, Denver kind of jumped at him early. Aaron Gordon had the quietest 26-point night I think I've ever seen. He finished 26, right? Yeah, he finished 26. Like, it just everything he was doing was like, oh, here, let me throw down another reverse dunk. Oh, let me throw down another reverse dunk. Let me throw down another reverse dunk. The Blazers did a pretty poor job of, of protecting the paint. They, did, they weren't really slowing anybody down. They looked a little sluggish, looked like they had some heavy legs. They definitely looked like the team that played yesterday, and the Denver Nuggets looked like a team that didn't. And then they they showed some fight. They showed some real fight. 
and it was truly incredible. Um, they get through it. They kind of claw back piece by piece by piece. And uh, it was one of those things where you're like, they might find their way back into this. I don't know if they'll win this game. I don't. I don't know. But they're not rolling over. And it was. A, it was. You could feel a little turn. All right, I got to address this one in the comments. Keenan Lowe just dropped in. And says Danny or the man? Awful shirt though. As a former duck, you are allowed to say that. You're the only one in this chat that is allowed to say it. Um. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, stuff happens. And when you're there in person to see it, Anthony Simons, ladies and gentlemen, found his jumper. The man found his ratchet, went into his toolbox, like hammer, no, drill, no, <gasps> ratchet. That's what I need. And you could see it. He, <laughs> I can look to me and he's like, you think Ant needs to get like a good start in this game, right? I was like, yeah, he needs it. He needs to see. He needs to see something. He needs to see something go in. He bricked his first shot like a foot left. I just kind of looked. I'm like, oh, man, he's not going to get out of it. He's not going to find it tonight. I don't know. Then he knocks down a shot. And I was like, there it is. That's the one. Then he gets the drive. Then he gets another drive. And I was like, okay. Yeah, he's got a little confidence going. He's feeling it now. Now, did I expect this? No, 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 no. You never expect those eruptions. But I think, I want to say, you know what? I can actually pull this up because I have this sweet little app here. Uh, quarter two. Simons did not score. Played 11 minutes in the second quarter. Did not score. But in the first, he had seven. Yeah, he had seven in the first quarter. Seven points and assist. Got a couple shots, got a steal. Actually got a block, too. And I'm sitting there going, okay, okay. He, he found a little bit of a rhythm. And then in the second quarter, you really started to see Dame kind of carry the load a little bit. Um, Dame made a, a point of saying that, you know, I really wanted to get Jeremy Grant going. Like, I felt like we haven't done a good enough job getting Jeremy going. Dame also had 11. Like, so Dame was kind of carrying it going, carrying out, going, and then they get they closed the half really well. Uh, it was defensively. You had Dame on Jamal Murray. Uh, Dame pre-switched. I asked him about this at the, end, at the end of the press conference tonight. About like was that a part like part of you like trying to set the tone? He's like, no, I want to go toe to toe, and I you know I have to set this message, and I have to like whoever is up there, we want to be up there. Like we have to set that tone, and you can tell that he has taken it up on his man on his mantle to be like, I'm going to set this tone because I know who I am. And that it starts with me and it ends with me. And you could see that. It was, everybody was being responsible. There wasn't like, there wasn't blown assignments left, right, and center. And where there were some confusion, there was one, I can't remember what, uh, who it was, but there was basically a blow by. And we looked behind him like, oh, oh, it was Eubanks. He looked behind him when they, they came up high and there was no rotation on the backside. Nobody tagged the roller. It was like, oh, you want a wide open dunk. Okay. They're still working through that stuff, but you can see the the efforts being put in, in other possessions where you're like, okay, they're they're not they're not there yet. That's cool, cool. That's that's fine. But you can like you're not seeing it every possession, and that fed into the offense. And the offense started with Anthony Simons hitting a three, and then another three, and then another three, and then another three, and it 
I think it was the fourth one is when he hit the ground and he's like, oh, I'm on one of those. And, or is the third one. I can't remember now. But he hits another one. And he gets to the free throw line and knocks down another shot. And it's just, next thing you know, Ant's got 22 in the quarter. And it, the game's over at that point. It's over. It's such an onslaught. Denver has no gas left. Jokic is a non-factor at this point in time. He has four points. He's fantastic passing, getting Aaron Gordon look after look. Michael Porter Jr. was just killing. You're like, uh, Jamal Murray was a non-factor. Just non-participant as far as knocking down shots. Just a rough night for him. He's still working his way back. Jokic took four shots. I just, I can't wrap my head around that. But Ant, I've said this before and I'll say it again. When he gets hot, he's one of five or six guys in the NBA who can quite literally score 20 like that. There's there's not that many guys in the league who can do what he did tonight. He is on a list of elite, elite, elite burst scorers. Dame's up there with him. Steph's up there. Trey's up there. Jaw's looking like he might get there, but without being the shooter that the other requisite guys have, like... There's only so many guys that can just do that. And that's the thing about Anthony, is that he's that good of a shooter. And that's why I wasn't worried. That's why I'm sitting there telling everybody, calm down. Calm down. He's one of the top five shooters in the entire NBA. He was a 50% catch-and-shoot shooter. He was a 40-plus percent overall three-point shooter as a primary initiator. Like, that list is four dudes. At that volume, it turns into two or three. You're basically looking at Dame, Steph, uh, Trey, and Ant. Like, that's it. That's it. And so when you're on that platform and there's, you know, you've got two years behind you showing that three games is way, way, way too soon to be freaking out about it. That's like... It's okay. So, yeah, am I going to victory lap this a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody out there like, I don't know if we should have given him that money. You're insane. Because if there's one thing that I have confidence in Anthony Simons doing, it's shooting the living hell out of the basketball. That's When you talk about Anthony Simons' game, the one thing, if I'm, st- if I'm playing basketball roulette, and they say, well, you got to live and die with you know a, a shooter making a shot. Hard to not pick Anthony Simons. It's he's he's that good of a shooter, guys. He really is. And you can see what it did for his confidence because not only did Ant finish with 29 points, but he finished with five assists. And one of those assists was a on-the-run right-handed wrap behind the back pass to a cutting use of Nurkic. Ant is not a guy to get saucy, but he got saucy as hell next thing you know he's ripping a one-handed pass down the channel to a cutting josh hart for a dunk then he's cutting in from the from the left wing left to right cross hezzy pull up whoop just fires a one-handed pill to damian lillard on the opposite wing for a three and it's that's it wrap it up nuggets are cooked done done Took a little bit longer going into the fourth quarter, 
but I mean, they just they just took care of them. They just took care of them over and over and over and over again in the second half. It was tremendous. Blazers score forty four points in the second or in the third quarter. Twenty two of that from Anthony Simons. Uh, they hold the Denver to twenty five in the quarter, which like that doesn't sound like anything, but in today's NBA, it really is. 25 or under, you're doing great. And they did that in the third and the fourth. 25 in the third, 24 in the fourth. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not too shabby. Anthony Simons is getting all the flowers tonight, um, but Damian Lillard was as as majestic, just not in quite a burst of fashion. Dame finishes with 31, 8, and 6. And here's the key. One turnover. One turnover. The only player that finished with more than one turnover was Keon Johnson, who was playing in some garbage minutes. That's it. That's it. That's tremendous tremendous play but I want to get back to the defensive stuff uh in the post game I asked Dame you know did he kind of take it upon himself and he basically said yeah yeah I I he's like he's I don't want to be or we don't want to be a bad defensive team nobody wants to be that everybody knows that but I think he's you get him up to a lie detector he will tell you that he hasn't been good enough defensively particularly last couple of years. And I think a lot of that has to do with his health. Well, it has a lot to do with his health and also the offensive burden that he had to carry. I, I think people are starting to realize with how much better and how much more well-balanced this team is that the fact that they have more than two guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot, just exactly what Damian Lillard has been doing for the last five years, last six years. The offensive burden that was on him to create for them to be that good was so high. So high that you can't ask him to play defense. And I know some people are like, well, that's just not how this works. Yes, that is how the NBA works. When your offensive burden comes this high, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, James Harden, Trey Young, if you were a guard team, who you're not a freak like Giannis or LeBron or even, hell, Luka. Luka's on the Dame side. You were allowed to kind of rest on defense and find your your opportunities to kind of catch your breath. That's that's 
how this works. And whether you like it or not, that's the reality. But what I am seeing through four games, and I've been kind of going through the film each day over the last couple days, just kind of diving into every single one of Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons' defensive possessions, they're good. Like, the effort is good. The, de- the defense, like, Dame still dies on, on pick and roll sometimes. But he recovers. Dame still falls asleep off ball every now and then. But he finds himself, like, he catches himself. Oh, shit, I gotta... And he gets back out. Like, that stuff, you can see it, and it trickles down. And Chauncey's holding them accountable on that end. and Because the thing is, he's got Jeremy Grant to be there, to be a safety valve. They have Josh Hart, whose intensity is turned up to a million all the time. Hell, you've even got a rookie in Shaden Sharp who's getting real minutes, and the reason he's out there is, yes, his, his talent is undeniable, but he's working hard defensively. Sharp finished plus seven again tonight. I think he's been a plus six or higher in every one of their games. And it's not because they're, you know, offense has been great with him on the floor. A lot of that has been their defense is still, is or is a, a level up. When Sharp's on the floor, it's usually some combination of Ant, Sharp, Nas, Jeremy, Justice, um, that group of wings, and then Eubanks. And you see what a team of like six foot four to six foot eight athletes looks like. This is the thing I've been screaming from the rooftops from since 2015. Get bigger, longer, stronger, more athletic, for the love of God. <laughs> it helps. I want to share something with you. I shared a pregame. Let's see. It should have. Cleaning the glass probably is updated by now. Let me take a look and see. See if I can tell by the possession data if it's been updated or not. Uh, filter lineups. Do, 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 do. It has been updated, I think. If 307, it seems like it's too high. The team right now, the Portland Trailblazers, are at a 104.5 overall per cleaning the glass defensively. That puts them in the 92nd percentile. I'm sorry, this is not updated. This is from earlier. But I say that because if I go to filter the lineups and I put Anthony Simons on the floor. It goes from a 104.5 to a 102.1. That's not supposed to be like that. The Blazers are not supposed to be good. Remember, Anthony Simons is the worst defender in the league. RPM stats, ESPN, blah, 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 blah. No. No. Anthony Simons is no longer on the floor with Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony. And shockingly, he doesn't look awful. Ta-da! You can do the same thing with Dame. Put Dame on the floor. Filter lineups. They're a league average 111.9. Weird. You put them both on the floor at the same time. Put Dame on the floor. And on the floor. 111.6. League average. This offensive firepower on the league average defense is a very good team. It's a very good team. Are they a contender? No. They're still a player, probably two away. But they're a contender. They elevate themselves into the like six through four seeds. They're out of the play-in. 
Uh, Taj brings up a great point. Jeff Green tried to post up Ant multiple times a night. Ant wasn't having it. No, he wasn't. Aaron Gordon got him a couple times. Aaron Gordon's a freak. I thought Ant did a really good job of keeping Gordon from backing him all the way under the rim. Where he struggled was when Gordon dipped his shoulder and got towards the rim. And Aaron's 6'8", 6'9", 250. One of the strongest and most explosive dudes in the league. Ant's 6'4", 6'5", and 200 pounds, maybe? The fact that he's you know able to... Teams have hunted Anthony Simons on the low block through four games, and I'm not exactly sure why, because every time that they do, he's able to stand them up. He's His reputation of being a guy you could kind of bully is one that he's pushing back against a ton on tape. It's been pretty impressive. It's there's There's been some, some stuff there. Um, beyond... And you know what? Defensively, Nurk's first game was not good. He, he was objectively bad against Sacramento. Really good against Phoenix. So-so against the Lakers. I thought tonight... He was up to the task physically. We'll talk about the the flippy shots. Doing you know, screw it. Doing all of the work to back Nikola Jokic under the rim with three big hard bumps and like doing all of the work and and really grinding to get there to, to get a good post up opportunity to get a good shot and then on the finish. My goodness, that is so frustrating. Why do all that work just to get there? Just. Uh, um, I saw somebody in here ask uh, the biggest concern is Ant and Dame in the pick and roll. That is a that is a concern, and it it has been for you know kind of coming into the season. If I told you that through three games that the synergy numbers haven't updated yet, that they were allowing .84 points per possession defensively in the pick and roll, it's good enough for twelfth in the NBA. Would you be surprised? I think a lot of you would, because I think what you're seeing is the opponent sometimes just generating good shots, which I think everybody wants to have like these pristine, clear cutoffs of like a good shot, bad shot, good possession, bad possession. Sometimes shooters just make shots. Like you have to tip your cap every now and then. You can do what you do and be good. And it, it, the flip side of it is it can come back directly against you. Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton were carving them up. DeAndre Ayton presents real problems. Chris Paul presents real problems. DeAndre Ayton shoots like he normally does. The Blazers lose that game. And that's the thing. They're 4-0 right now, but they're they're a couple coin tosses away. They still have real problems. Don't get me wrong. I haven't changed where I think they're at. I think they're a 42-43 win team. Which, again, it's, it's where they kind of expect them to be. Games in the NBA are typically within five points. And when they're within five points, you are essentially a coin toss. Much like the NFL. Games within one score, it's a coin toss. It, it's just kind of how it goes. The good news is, and it's a significantly more fun to be on the winning side. And you can do a lot of that. You can generate your own luck by doing what the Blazers did tonight. Not having Ant go for 22. That helps, clearly. But... I, I tweeted this out a little bit earlier because I was wondering where they're at. I need to go and kind of see where this stacks up because there's no easy way to really track it. But um, 
the Blazers had 52 turnovers coming into tonight through three games, which not great, Bob. Uh, but, but there's the the always great but. 22 of their 52 turnovers, 22 of 52, were off of a bad pass. And Chauncey talked about it like I can tonight. I can live with. You know the idea of making the extra pass, and you know they they get a deflection, they get a steal, something like that. Defense makes a good play. I can live with that. Much like you can live with a loss when the effort's there and the shooting just doesn't go your way. Like that's that stuff happens. That that's in eighty-two games, shooting luck, turnover luck, the ball bouncing one way or another. Like it's bound to come back and bite you. That's that happens. That's okay. But what you saw was. And again, I, I said this the other night. I don't like using this word, but there's really there's really no other way to put it. It's lazy passes, inconsiderate passes, air mailing passes. Twenty two of their fifty two turnovers were off of bad passes, and that's not not knowing where somebody is. That's just just shooting that thing off into another stratosphere. That's that's not okay. Like that that's the kind of thing where when they're watching the tape, they're going, Chauncey's looking at his guys going, What the bleep are we doing here? If you need to make two hand put two hands of the ball, make chest pass, make the bleeping chest pass. You know? I'm I'm ad libbing here. That's that's my best Chauncey Billups right now. Um But what they did today is they cleaned that crap up. They had seven turnovers in the first half, one in the second half. They were a little sloppy in the first half. You saw a few Errant passes. Uh, Jeremy had one that just went up. Shaden grabbed it, which was impressive on his own, but he landed with his heels on the line and was out of bounds. But just execution stuff on passing. When they tighten that stuff up, you go, oh, because then it puts the defense in rotation. You don't have to recover and try to kind of line things up. They took much, much, much. This is a really clean game by both teams. You had 16 total turnovers, each team with eight turnovers. Not too shabby. But you had continuous efforts by multiple people tonight. Dame, eight assists. Nurk, six assists. Simons, five assists. If I took away Nurk's field goal attempts tonight, his his field goal percentage, because four of 12, I think he started over six, over six or over seven. It was rough. But he finishes with 13, 12, and six. And outside of one foul that I can think of right off the top of my head, I think the other fouls were just like effort plays. Like just like he just bumped guys, which I'm a, I don't give a shit about that. That happens. You're seven foot three hundred pounds every now and then you're gonna leave a little something on somebody. But few and far between were the reaches and the kind of lazy bend at the waist type stuff. And like that Nurk had an incredibly good game outside of the finishing. He could have had a monster performance tonight if he had just finished. But I don't want to discount the fact that he was 5-7 of the line, that he was good on the glass. He was very good as a playmaker. You saw Nurk dialed in tonight. Six assists, zero turnovers. Clean floor game from Yusuf Nurkic. And you saw them working the the, the DHO game, the pick-and-roll game. I mean, Ant was looking for Nurk. My goodness, that pick-and-roll, pocket-pass, short-roll, four-on-three. Jokic, I think, had four kicked balls tonight where he was like, nope, not going to let you have this, not going to let you have this. 
And even though Nurk was missing shots, he was, one, getting to the free throw line because he would fall into somebody. Two, he started making passes and playmaking out of the short roll when it wasn't falling down for him. So you started seeing that. Now, you didn't get all that play, any real playmaking off the bench. Where they, uh, Jabari ended up getting assists and Keon ended up getting assists. But that's okay. Like they're 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 loaded on the in the starting lineup. That's kind of what they what they do. Um, I'm 30 minutes into the show. Uh, first of all, thank all of you being here. We appreciate it. We I appreciate it. Brandon appreciates it too. He's just asleep. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. We blew past 4,000 subs. We're on our way to 5,000. So thank you guys so very much. If you're watching here on YouTube, you're live or on the replay, click subscribe. Help me grow. Help us grow the show. Uh, and if you are a podcast listener, wherever you get podcasts, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. If, if you leave us a review, please, good, bad, or otherwise, it helps us. Uh, it helps us beat the almighty algorithm. Unless you give us zero stars, I think. I think it's bad. I don't know. I'll celebrate this, though. Uh, this week in the NBA, Jack Ramsey's was a top 25 podcast in the country in the NBA. Cool, cool, cool. Beating out a lot of national shows, and that's because of you guys. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, but back to the show. We are almost a half hour into this thing, and I have not said a single word, I think, about Shaden Sharp other than they trust him defensively. Shaden Sharp played another 16 minutes, was 4 of 6, 1 of 2, two of, 1 of 2 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, had another 11 points, and looked like he belonged. Chauncey trusted him early in the fourth quarter when the game was still, still there, still there. And he's like, "Hey, I trust the rook." I was talking to a few people on the organization tonight, and they're like, "He's got some work to do, but you should see the stuff he can do." the The one thing I, I kept getting told was, "It was a." It's an impressive thing to watch Shaden Sharp block shots. It's one of the things that they're really excited about. It's like his natural instincts to play well as a shot blocker at the wing and his size and what like what he's going to grow into. They're really excited about him. Really excited about him. Uh, I thought you you saw Shaden be physical at the point of attack. I thought he made some some tremendous plays and recovering defensively. Just sound sound stuff that you don't expect to see from a rookie. So two thumbs up. Two. There we go. Two thumbs up. Uh, get shade in all the minutes. I've seen everybody kind of talking in, in the chat real quick. The, uh, you know, I should I would be remiss. The play where he drove to the rim on the closeout and stopped on one step, just threw on the brakes, and the defender went <laughs> flying by, and then he did the step through move and blew past Jokic. Tremendous. He also had another one where Nurk fed uh, Sharp on a cut, and Jokic just not used to seeing a guy that explosive on the Blazers. <laughs> uh, Shaden blew right by him and got to the rim again, laid it up with the lefty. It was pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, he's going to show flashes of brilliance. He's going to show flashes of brain dumb as a rookie. Like That's just kind of how it goes. You, just, you have to live with that. Um. But I've seen a lot of people ask about GP2, GP2, like what minutes get cut into. I'll say this again. Tonight, Grant 36, Nurkic 35, Dame 35, Hart 35, Simons 36, Sharp 16. And you saw Justice's minutes probably go to a combination of Nasir, who had 18, Keon in there for 10, where they, they brought Nurk in early in the first half with Keon, which kind of distorted 
the rotations a little bit. You saw Eubanks on Jokic there in the second quarter. We are like, eh, I don't know how long you can go. It's a little dicey, a little dicey, but the Blazers were kind of, were kind of going there. But I say all of this to say, minutes-wise, I am not worried about GP2 when he comes back. I think he's going to slot in just fine. I believe Shaden's still going to get 12 to 16. I, I genuinely believe that. Is Nas the one squeezed? Is Ant have his minutes come down? Does Hart have his minutes come down? Does Lillard have his minutes come down? Like, if I if I can steal some minutes from Dame or Ant, I would. They, they're, they're playing like 36 a night right now. I'd much rather get them both down to 33. That's six minutes. Get Hart down to 30. That's now 11 minutes. Uh... Take two from Sharp. Now you're at 13 minutes. It's not hard to find minutes. It's not. It's going to be tight. Some nights, maybe he gets 20. Sometimes he gets 26. Sometimes he gets 14. It might be a um, just kind of a floating bar with between Shaden and, and Gary. It might be what they need on a given night. On a night like tonight, if Justice was healthy, would you need to lean on Gary as heavy because Denver's not a guard-heavy attack? Probably not. Or even a wing-heavy attack. They're just bigs. It's Jokic. It's Murray. I'm sorry. It's jo- I mean, Murray was, was off tonight, but it's Jokic. It's Gordon. It's Michael Porter Jr. You've got in Gordon, 6'8", 6'9", MPJ, 6'10", Jokic, 7 foot. Like, is 6'3", GP2, like, supremely helpful there? Not unless you want to just put somebody on to bother the hell out of somebody. Sure. But beyond that, hmm Ultimately, I think they're going to be able to find minutes for both Sharp and GP2. It's just going to be a little bit tighter for some other guys, hopefully, because you don't want to see Damon Ant playing 36 night. Like, me personally, I do because I'm selfish. I want to watch those two play basketball. But I saw somebody tweeted at me earlier um, the idea of Gary Payton maybe coming back and that being just a little bit disruptive. I don't think so at all. Gary's such a vibes guy that I don't, and he's so hyper-competitive. Like, that's... It's what you want. Chauncey talked about pregame, uh, how hyper-competitive Josh Hart is. And he told, told a little anecdote about how in uh, training camp, they brought in the referees to kind of get them ready for the season. And Josh Hart asked them, asked the refs, are you guys going to call technicals? Chauncey pulled the refs aside and said, call everything. Just to kind of like get Hart into the the whole nature. And Chauncey said Hart's kicked a, a few chairs and, um, been pretty hyper competitive in, in practices and scrimmages and stuff like that. And that's what you want. And I think GP is going to bring a lot of that too, because he's hyper, hyper, hyper competitive. Um, everybody's asking about the pregame between Chauncey and I. Um, I'll give you the gist of, of what I asked. I was looking at the, at the synergy data. And as far as like understanding where the Blazers were defensively, I was watching a lot of film uh, ahead of the game. Cause uh, when I get done with the show at three, I've got about an hour and a half to kill. Uh, between um, the end of my show and b- when the media is allowed at 4.30 in the Moda. So I usually just post up at, at the 1080 studio and I sit there and watch clips and just kind of get an idea of, okay, this is here, this is here. I save some clips for later to come back and start putting videos together for the season. It's a uh, it's a good way to kind of keep a running catalog where stuff's at. So one of the things I noticed when looking at the data was defensively, the Blazers have found themselves in a a good position. Um, let me re- refresh my 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 little chart here. Okay, come on. Um, as it got to like where 
Let's play that overall. There we go. After timeouts, so this is basically the question I asked Chauncey. In transition and open floor play, there's been times when they haven't looked good or they've been a little bit lost or not on that connected page. And I go, after timeouts, you guys have got one of the best ratings in the league. Is it? Do you think that that's a part of like when you have your opportunity to kind of set the table and everybody knows what their role is, that everybody's getting there, they're just not getting there yet. And I use the, the, the numbers in there. I said after timeouts. So uh, I was like, uh, I think I said something along the time, uh, along lines of after timeouts and out of bounds. The, the Blazers are, are good on both. And they're good on both ends. And that was more of a note of like Chauncey's coaching. And I, I put the numbers in like the points per possession after timeouts. That's .75. 745, which is, I think, third or fourth in the league. And he joked, and I mean, the way that Chauncey said it was actually funny is, I mean, let me pull up Hyken actually, you know, tweeted it out. He said it with a smile and a wink on his face, and uh, it was a, a little bit of a nod to Chauncey being a hooper. And it was it was pretty fun, kind of like where he was at with that. He says, "You're running off numbers and shit that I've never heard before. I've got to go back to school to answer your questions." He was calling me a nerd, but he did it with like a wink and a smile, and it was great. And then he answered the question. So I, I'm trying. They don't broadcast those, but I'm trying to see if anybody actually has it, because it was a fun back and forth with Chauncey. Like it, it gave you a little bit of insight into. Chauncey's a bit old school and in that not necessarily about analytics. He's, I don't think he's a, a totally against them. I don't think it'd be a fair characterization, but I, he's a feel coach. And that's like kind of what he's prided himself on. One of those things is just fun. And then, you know, when he left the room, he came over and, you know, pounded me up and <laughs> smiled and winked and left the room. It's fun. So, um, I was thinking maybe I'll show up, uh, show up on, on Halloween on Friday with a full on, uh, nerd costume, tape my glasses together, a little pocket protector, you know, just lean into it a little bit, have a little bit of fun, but no, it was great. It was, it genuinely was great back and forth, um, with, with John C today. So, uh, we talked about it uh, post game, just kind of um, where the Blazers are defensively, and he kind of gave me another kind of a nod. So it was it was fun. Like I said, I hopefully I can find the clip and I can put it out there. It was it was a good time, much like this game, much like this game. That's the thing is like it's always more fun when you win. But man, they are playing a brand of basketball that's just so much more fun. It's so 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 much more fun. I'm coming home and I'm not. I'm not tired from, oh, God, i got to cover this team. You can see that they're building towards something. You can see that something is coming out of all of this. And I don't believe the Blazers organization have watched the first four games and been like, yeah, no, we're better than we thought we were. I think this is what they expected. Not necessarily the 4-0, because the 4-0 does obscure a lot of a lot of little stuff that they need to they, they need to deal with. Like they, if they have a, a sloppy turnover night or 
their three-point shooting doesn't, you know, nuke the world. What did they end up finishing with what, tonight? 16 of 35. Like, that's a little obscene. Shooting 58% from the field, that's a little obscene. I would expect that normalization to come down. The one thing that they did do is they did get to the line for 30 free throws again. It's four straight games. Four straight games of 30 straight, or 30 plus free throws. The other thing they did again tonight, 26 fast break points and 62 points in the paint. Three of the four games this season, they have had over 50 points in the paint, over 20 fast break points, and over 30 free throws. That's tremendous. That is such a difference from what this team has been. This Tonight was the first time they had taken more than 33s in a game for the season, for the first four games. Again, small sample size. But that's that's a different shot profile. And again, this team could very easily be 2-2, two and two, which, fine. I mean, I'll take the 4-0. Oh. I'll take the 4-0. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's going to argue against that. But... I mean, you have a Lakers team that probably should have beat you and a Suns team that had a five-point lead in overtime. Historically, eight-point lead with two minutes to go and five-point lead in overtime, those are wins for the opponent. It's okay. You don't have to excuse your wins. You don't have to. But you do have to kind of let, let your story tell itself. And if they don't clean up the sloppiness, if they don't, Stop starting games slowly. Opponents will jump on them, and there'll be a night where they just can't get back into it. Seeing more more consistency and more energy, Chauncey said it. I caught it on the broadcast on one of the replays on Twitter. Is that uh, they threw the first punch? We or they they hit first. We want to be the one that hit first. It's okay, but we like but they want to be the one. And Dame said this post game, and I love this. We want to be the teams that we want to be the team that other teams other teams hate playing. And in the past, he said this before, and it was kind of like, all right, whatever. He means it. You know how I know he means it? Because he's trying his ass off defensively. Like, I, I talked to uh, Denver reporters and a couple of national reporters tonight, and they were like, yeah, no, you can see it. Like, you can see Damon Ant are, are giving it more defensively. You can see how much better they are with Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant and Justice Winslow and having, like, wings or, or viable dudes. It's... It matters. It matters. They're not perfect. They're still, like I said, they're still a player too short, and I would expect that they figure that out. But we don't need to go there yet. Enjoy four zero. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Eighty two zero is still on the table, baby. Live with it. Basking it. Rolling it. You all here? There's almost four hundred of you here at twelve thirty night. I appreciate every single one of you. Even you people saying wild stuff in the chat. It's great. Absolutely great. Enjoy it. We get back to it Wednesday afternoon against the, uh, or actually Wednesday night, against the Miami Heat, then Friday against the Houston Rockets, and the last game of this homestand uh, on next Wednesday, they get a break. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Four whole freaking days in the NBA at the beginning of the season before they take on the Memphis Grizzlies, and they go on a six-game road trip where they play basically six games in eight nights. They start on November 4th, and they get done at November 12th at Dallas. Hell. 
So stack those wins up now because just the travel and schedule on that. Suns twice, Heat, Hornets, Pelicans, Mavericks. No thanks. I do not envy those guys traveling like that. Dalcos. That's what you get paid the millions for. But hey, there you go. That's where we sit for now. Uh, Brandon and I will be back if not Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night. Uh, we will probably go Thursday for our live show slash early mailbag slash review of the Miami Heat game ahead of the Houston Rockets. So uh, I will start working on, once they hit five, six, seven games, I'm, I'm collecting film clips right now on the defensive side just to kind of highlight some good, some bad, some in-between and what changes we've seen since, not even last year, but since Terry and what different personnel's groupings look like and how they execute and how they go about things and what's different about it. Um, so that's kind of stuff I've got working in the background, but I need to build up some tape and actually go off of more than a couple games. But uh, we're getting there. Again, thank you all so, so very much. I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you all for getting us past 4,000 uh, subs on YouTube and helping us. Our, our podcast numbers were through the roof the last two weeks. Uh, two of the best weeks we've had in the year plus now we've been doing the show. So people are, are very, very excited about this, uh, about this team. And I'm glad. And it's, it's a lot more fun to talk about when, when cool shit's happening. Uh, so like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the fo- show. You can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon's break, at Jack Ramsey's email the show, Jack Ramsey's at gmail.com. Again, thank you all so much. If you're watching live or you're watching the replay, please click subscribe, help us grow the show. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, please leave us a review, share us with your friends, share us with your family as to how this stuff grows. Uh, it's There's two ways that this, this show grows. One, YouTube algorithm. Two, word of mouth via the podcast. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. All right, all you heathens, go to bed. It's super, super late. If you're listening still and you're up in the morning, have a great day at work. Otherwise, or at home, wherever you're at. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging. Do what you do. Have a wonderful night. Take care. Talk soon. Bye.